Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I am super duper excited to be here today. But let's be honest, when am I not excited to be talking to you guys? Uh, it's one of the reasons why I have a podcast because I can. <laughs> well, some of you might be thinking because you got a big mouth, but no, it's really because I have I have things that I want to share. I have stuff that I'm excited about. There's so much like so many stories and thoughts and ideas and spiritual concepts and just just stuff that I love sharing with you guys. And I tend to be um, a verbal processor. I also obviously process through writing. I'm a writer. And sometimes, you know, as Joan Didion said, you know, I write to, to know what I really think. But sometimes when I'm excited about something and I'm working through a thing, uh, I like to talk it out. I like to hash it out. And so on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, something that really was inspired by an email that I had sent out. And the reality of it is, is that not everybody who's on my email list listens to the podcast and vice versa. Although I thought, I, I wish, I should say, I wish that if you listen to this podcast, get on my email list so we can stay in touch because uh, I send out a little newsletter each week. Sometimes I tell stories or I let you know about events or cool things that are going on. Uh, so you can hit that sucker up. Just karenkenny.com slash sign up. Okay. So today's episode is called The Women and Men in the Arena. The Women and Men in the Arena. And if that kind of tickles your little brain, you know how I say, I feel like I have these, these little guys, these little guys in my, my brain, these little Philofax people that look things up like library cards, <laughs> you know, the Dewey Decimal System. Oh, it still cracks me up to this day. That's how it feels like sometimes. Like I'll hear something and it catches my ear and I'm like, hmm, how do I know that name? How do I know that face? How do I know that song? Whatever the thing is. And then the mind gets busy to work, like looking that stuff up. So the men and women in the arena, let me put it into context for you, like for you, where I'm going with it. And then also where that quote, the inspiration for that quote, like kind of comes from. So I was talking to somebody recently. So here's, here's the thing, what good mentors and good coaches, um, people who lead things, what we know is I always say good mentors have mentors, right? Good mentors have good mentors, good coaches. Usually we, we try to have good coaches uh, because we also need help with, you know, with, uh, I always say our brilliance and our bullshit. Like sometimes we just have blind spots. Sometimes we want to grow and expand. And one of the beautiful things about knowing yourself is knowing when you, um, I often say, oh, my brain doesn't work that way. The more I learn about neuroscience and brain science and about and get to know myself through all these years of kind of being in relationship with myself, because that's the most one primary relationship, right? That that besides the one that you have with the divine, God, source, spirit, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the other most primary one that you have is you with you. So the more time I spend with me and pay attention and kind of like look into myself, get to know myself, 
uh, get to hang out with myself is I realize sometimes I'm like, well, my brain doesn't even think to think that, right? So all of our brains are different. And I'm reading this really powerful book right now on neuroscience. And it's all about like how specific brains or individual brains work. So here's what I'm trying to say is I know that I sometimes need help looking at things uh, from a different perspective, a different POV. So point of view, because you know how I often talk about like, I'm like, I tell, you know, you know, like you tilt something just slightly and the perception is different. And that's what I love. It's kind of like what I call the work that I do is almost like coming at things from a kaleidoscope perspective. Because if I, if I just turn it a tiny bit, it's like a whole new image. So I was talking to somebody who I'm coaching with and they asked me this question, who do you really want to work with, right? Because they're trying to get to know me better, how they can help me. And they're like, who do you really want to work with? And the answer that I gave was the men and women in the arena, the women and men in the arena, the people in the gosh dang arena. And so, again, if your brain's like, how do I know that? I'm going to tell you how you might know that. So Teddy Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt, right? Back in 1910, he made this famous speech. And an excerpt, right, a paragraph from that speech um, is what has made that speech famous. And it's so good, you guys. It's so good that I'm going to read it to you in case you haven't heard it before. But even if you had, it's going to tickle, tickle your delight a little bit because this is such a powerful thing. And let me, let me set it up for you. What he's talking about is, uh, I think in his speech, he was referring to the critics. What I sometimes call like the armchair experts or the weekend warriors or the, uh, the, the, the couch quarterbacks or the backseat drivers, right? The people who aren't actually in the game, they're not on the field, they're not doing jack shit except sitting on their ass and drinking some beers and pounding some salty chips, but they got plenty to say. They got plenty to say about other people who are actually out there, you know, as an entrepreneur doing business or as an athlete or as a human being who's trying to better themselves, right? And they like to sit on the sidelines and they got plenty to say, the critics, right? You see it all the time in art and stuff too, right? People who uh, aren't, aren't writing novels or aren't writing books, but they get to critique them or people who aren't chefs or don't create food in that way, but they get to go and critique them, right? So he's talking about the critics. So listen to this, listen to this quote, you guys. It's so fantastic. Okay, listen to this. He says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls 
who know neither victory nor defeat. Ah, you guys, whoever that speechwriter was, I highly doubt, no offense, Teddy, but I highly doubt that he wrote that. If he did, double amen hands to him, right? Spiritual team all the job because that, that's, that's epic stuff right there. But whoever wrote that, uh, right now I'm just giving you the double amen hands, right? Alive, dead, wherever you are, <laughs> just know that uh, that that thing moves my soul. And when I think about, right, when I think about the type of people that I want to work with, it's these kinds of people. It's the people who are actually in the arena. And I was talking about it and I was saying like, um, you know, I, I want a place, like with the time I have left, I always say like I'm 53 years old, okay? I'm about to be 54 in like eight week, eight-ish weeks, okay? So I'm going to be 54, let's say that. And with the time that I have in front of me, I always say I am aware that I have less in front than I do behind, okay? And with the time I have left, um, I want to be creating things, right? I want to finish writing my book. I want to continue to speak to people uh, in my podcast, go on other podcasts, um, you know, all, all the ways that I want to help people and serve people in my one-to-one -one mentoring, in my community, The Nest, right? It's like, so when I'm thinking about like, okay, really, what, this energy that I have, this life force energy, this divine spark that just kind of like lights me up and, and the way that I feel called to serve in this world, right? Through writing and storytelling and speaking and mentoring, spiritual mentorship. It's like, who do I want to spend my time with, right? You've heard me talk about this, about the Knights of the Round Table and Merlin and the people who are at your table and the people who you're spending your time with. Because you are, they say, right? I would say, you, there's that famous saying, right? You're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. I think it's greater than that. But we cannot deny that we are affected by the people that we choose to be around. And whether that's personally or professionally. So the people that I want to choose to pour my love and my experience and my mentorship and my energy and my, you know, whatever gifts that I might have, right? Um, to, the people that I want to share them with are the people who are in the arena, the people who are like down to do, do some business, right? Like let's get to work. And I kind of talked about, about it like this. I said, I, I want to be able to focus on the ones in the arena. And these are the ones who are ready and willing to go first, to dive deep, to be vulnerable, to make mistakes, to get knocked on their ass and get back up again, wiser for the experience. So these are the kinds of people who like, aren't afraid to make mistakes, who understands as they say that it's not failure, it's feedback. I'm the kind of person you know, in my human design, if you know anything about human design, um, you know, I, I have a particular, I don't know what they would call it, but like my profile, right? What my profile says about me uh, is that I learn through experience. So I was probably the kid that you could say, don't touch that, that's hot. And I'd be like, but wait, let me just see how hot, right? Let me just see what happens. Like, that's me. Like, I have to, I can't take other people's word for it. I have to find out for myself. And because of that, that's the same way that I meant that. I'm like, I will share with you some things. Here's some tools. Here's your spiritual toolkit. Here's these things. But at the end of the day, you have to decide for yourself what's true. You have to do the damn work and, and collect personal experience. So I'm not here asking you to take my word for it. I want you to find out through your own evidence, through your own proof of doing it. And the people who are willing to actually do it, 
that's what lights me up. That's what excites me. And I said, you know, I want to work also with people like people of all walks of life. Yes, but they have a common thread. And this is what I realized. I was thinking about this more from, um, how do I say this? It's not just people who create things or make things or do things or are entrepreneurial. It's like, yes, to all of that leaders and brave creators and uh, impact makers and uh, people who, uh, you know, go out there and like get shit done. Yes, all day long to that. Entrepreneurs, all that stuff. And also though, it's more like the people who guide and lead others, yes, who create an exponent. This is what I wrote down so I wouldn't forget. I'm just going to read it to save myself the hassle. So I don't have to use too much brain power to remember. What did I say exactly? People who guide and lead others and who create an exponential ripple effect in the world through the love and scope of their work. All day, amen. Like, want to work with people like that. But also, surround myself with people like that, right? Or people who just live by example in their day-to-day -day life by doing the damn work, doing the spiritual growth work, the personal development to expand their consciousness, to know themselves better. So it's more about the energy of these people. This is what lights me up. And yes, I can apply it just to my business, right? Who I want to work with. But this is also for you too, right? Who do you want to do work with? Who do you want to do business with? And who do we want to be in relationship with? Who do we want to surround ourselves with? Who's at our table? Who are our friends? Who are we uh, in relationship with, whether that's intimate or sexual or married or partnered or, or in your business or whatever it is? Because I realize that this is a common theme. This is a common thread across my whole life right now. Again, as I'm bumping up against 54 and thinking like, what's the energy that I actually want to be around? And I think that we all have known people who don't really how do I say this? All right, perfect example. I'm going to show you. I saw this cartoon. Okay. <laughs> I saw this cartoon. I think it was in the New York New Yorker. And I don't think I'm really I don't I don't know the copyright stuff, so I don't want to flash it and then, you know, like later get in trouble. So I'm just going to describe what I'm seeing. So there's a there's a guy sitting in a chair in his living room, okay? And he's sitting in he's sitting in a chair. He's got like like slouchy socks on and sweats. He's got glasses on and he's sitting in the chair and he's looking down at his computer and he's like typing something on his laptop. Okay. Whoever this woman is, let's say wife, sweetie, partner, girlfriend, whatever is like walking by with a basket of laundry. And she looks over at him and the artist's name is Burns, right? It's only the, I assume the last name is Burns, but this is, this is what the woman is saying to, to the dude sitting in the chair. And this, this cracks me up every single time I read it. This is what she says to him. So when you looked up your symptoms, did it say to complain about it incessantly, but never seek treatment? <laughs> Let me say that again. So when you looked up your symptoms, did it say to complain about it incessantly, but never seek treatment? And I was like, oh my God, this is so true. So just think about your personal life. Think about some people that you might know. This is what I would call people who would rather bitch then get better. People who would rather bitch about it than actually do something about it to get better. So there's a lot of people who talk about wanting to change things. So it's like this, right? 
uh, when you looked up your symptoms. So a lot of people are symptom aware. They're like, yeah, I get this ache, this pain, or I have this emotional discomfort. I'm not happy. I'm not peaceful. I'm pissed off all the time. My dukes are up. I feel disconnected. I feel lonely. I feel sad. Whatever the thing is, right? There's some sort of like spiritual misalignment or mental thing going on or emotional thing going on. And all we know is that they are suffering. I always say that's the common denominator of people who come to work with me. In some shape, way, or form, they are suffering. And all they know is that they want to feel better. They want to feel differently. They want something to change. And the, how do I say this? The different kind of changes that they want to make, right? Could be such a huge variety, but at the root cause, what they know is there's something going on with them that is not in alignment. Now they might not think about it that way. Again, they're symptom aware. I'm uncomfortable. I'm unhappy. I'm miserable in this job, my marriage, my relationship, in my body, like whatever the thing is right? They're going through something, whether that's grief or, you know, I always say that all the D's, death, disappointment, despair, um, a diagnosis, a, um, um, a, a disaster, right? They're chronically distracted, whatever the thing is that's pulling them out of that space of love and has them in that place of fear or stress or anxiety or discontent, right? So they're symptom aware. And then some people are like problem aware where they start to recognize like, oh yeah, I think it's me. I just can't get out of my own fucking way. Like I can't stop telling myself these stories. I can't, I, you know, I have limited beliefs about myself. I, 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 I'm kind of stuck in this victim loop or I, I can't, whatever the thing is. And then the highest level of that is then they're solution aware and they're like, and I want to solve this problem. And I know there's somebody who can help me do that, right? So I'm kind of like in a place in my life where I'm like, I want to work with people who know that, there's, uh, that they've got some symptoms going on. They recognize that they need some help, right? Oh, I might be the problem and my best thinking got me here. Maybe I need to get a mentor. Maybe I need to get a coach. Maybe I need to get some support or I need to go to a program or something, right? Need to join a program, whatever the thing is. And the people who are then ready to do the work. That's what I'm talking about. The people who are willing to, they are in the arena of their life, right? Some people are in the arena of their life. They're doing big business. They're entrepreneurial. They're trying to create something, write a book, do something brave and incredible and put themselves out in the world. And they're finding themselves that like, it could be anything, the extremes. Let's go to the extremes, which, which is like, I'm so terrified to even make like a social media post because I don't know. And they're not sure why. They're like, I keep, I, I keep getting blocked. And that's where like somebody like a spiritual mentor comes in and says, I can help you with that. Because it usually, it's, it's one category of fear. And then you have people who have gotten everything they ever wanted. They have the money. They have the relationship. They have the house. They have the car. They have the kids. They have whatever, whatever the dream was. And they're still not happy. Because they're starting to realize that their, their happiness and peace does not come from things. It's an inside job. And again, that's where somebody like me, a spiritual mentor, can be helpful. And it's this, this range of people who are like kind of going like, uh, something like I'm not, I'm not happy at all. And then the people who are like, I should be happy. I have everything I want. And I'm like, great, this is where I can be helpful. <laughs> but it's the people who have that recognition and then want to do something about it. And um, Brene Brown 
she kind of made with her book, um, Dairy Greatly, uh, she wrote about this Teddy Roosevelt quote, we kind of gave, kind of gave it like a resurgence. And she, she talked about it like this. She says, uh, in her book, Daring Greatly, she says, and I'm talking about the men and women in the arena. These are the kinds of people that light me up, that I want in my life and who I want to work with professionally, right? She says, the vulnerable ones who dare to show up and let ourselves be seen. And I'm like, yes, the ones who dare to show up, the ones who dare to be vulnerable and ask for help and send up a flare and say, I'm kind of stuck. I've taken this as far as I can take it. And I'm kind of chasing my own tail and I'm going in circles. And I'm, I'm always like, yeah, because it's what, what you need is not another strategy. <laughs> what we often need is spiritual companionship, right? Spiritual support, spiritual toolkit. We need some tools and practices and processes that will allow us to get out of our own way. And sometimes we just need somebody who already went ahead of us to send the damn elevator back down. Because again, our best thinking, right? You know, I've said, I, I say this quote on so many things. And uh, supposedly it was Einstein who basically said, you know, you cannot solve a problem with the same level of consciousness that created it in the first place. I'm paraphrasing. You cannot solve a problem with the same level of consciousness that created the problem in the first place. And so, so often, and this is again, why I will seek out help and a coach or a mentor or a healer or whatever, somebody who you know has a toolkit that might be a little bit different than mine, who can help me to heal myself, to show me a pathway out of the thing where I'm just like, you know what, I think of like, a, is it a Roomba? Not a Zumba, a Roomba, you know those little things? Imagine a Roomba that, you know, was faulty and it just kept bumping into the wall, kept bumping into the same spot and never turned around and went and vacuumed somewhere else. That's what we're like sometimes. We get stuck in our patterns. And it's one of the reasons why I love to use hypnosis and hypnotherapy in my one-to-one -one work. Because I, I always say I use hypnotherapy to dehypnotize people out of their old stories, their old beliefs, their bullshit, their blind spots, their belief systems that are keeping them stuck. And it's the people who want to actually do that, right? It's the people who are actually committed, committed to their own well-being, to their own healing, to their own happiness, to their own peace, to their own success. So whether you're an entrepreneur who wants to go all in because you realize it's not going to, another thing on strategy is not what's going to shake and move and make better or just in your personal life. You're like, I could use some guidance or whatever. So when I go back to that Teddy Roosevelt quote, and I, and I feel the energy of that quote and the way that he describes it, let me say it again. He goes, the ones who actually strive to do the deeds, who know the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and who spend himself in a worthy cause. Because let me tell you something, if you can hear the sound of my voice, listen, listen to what I'm about to say. There is no greater worthy cause than you. Now, I'm not talking about causes like feed hungry children, stop sex trafficking, you know, and, and uh, the suffering and abuse of animals. I don't mean it like that. What I'm saying is when you're going to, like, there's no greater investment that you can make. The worthy cause, the greatest worthy cause in your life is to you for you to get yourself right, for you to get your mind right, for you to get into alignment with your highest spiritual calling. As we say in A Course in Miracles, your individual curriculum, 
because it is from that place that you can actually be powerful and then go out and help in those areas where you feel called to help those causes that speak to your heart. I'm called to this work. And again, at 54, I'm like, yeah, I want to work with the people who are serious, right? Look at, we have a wicked lot of fun and we laugh a lot, right? There is adult language. We do deep work, but we have fun, but we take it seriously. And the people who have come to a place where they're like, yep, I want to do it a little bit differently. I don't want to just bitch about things anymore. Like I want to get better. And they're willing to go all in. They're willing to get skin in the game. They're willing to make an investment in themselves. And again, if you heard me on my last episode, you know how I feel about this. I don't think that there is any greater investment than we can make uh, in ourselves than ourselves. Let me say that better. Let me say that better. There's no greater investment that we can make than in ourselves. That's just my personal opinion. I could be totally wrong, but I don't think so. I think getting to spending, spending money, because all money is is an energy exchange when you give it to somebody else. You're giving them money. It looks like paper, right? It looks like, it looks like paper. <laughs> You're giving them paper or in this day and age, digital numbers in an account. Um, and in exchange, you're getting, it's, I, I always look at spiritual mentoring as such a bizarre thing to put value on. You know, all the marketers are like, well, how are you, cre are you creating value? How are you creating value, right? I'm like, oh my God, what's the value? We got to put a price on this value that you're supplying to people. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know, man, because I believe, and I, again, could be totally biased, but I can only base it on my own personal experience as somebody who trusts me has had my ass handed to me in the arena at times. I have been knocked on my ass more times than I can count. But you know what? I am a comeback kid. I am a comeback kid, right? And I, that's why, that's why I love, I told you guys in the last episode, all of my favorite films are all like heroes journeys. It's all, it's all of these like comeback kids and underdog stories. And I love to champion that. But the first underdog I had to ever champion was myself. Because trust me, I found myself knocked on my ass and on my knees more times. And I always say, hey, if I'm already down there and on my knees, I might as well say a prayer. I might as well call in STOTJ, call in the spiritual team, get them on the job, right? Pull in the big guns, like send up a flare, like, hey, God, remember, hey, God, it's me, Margaret. Yeah, right? Been there many times, right? And so I got so excited by this thing. I don't even know. Where was I going with that? Oh, Lord, help me. Where was I going with that? I don't know, man. Elvis has left the building. I don't know where I was going th with that, except to say um, what excites me and what lights me up is people who uh, are willing to go for it, who are willing to uh, take those leaps of faith and say, I feel called to do this. I'm going to do this. Want to take like, you know, and of course, in miracles is a beautiful line that says, if you knew who walks beside you on this way that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. If you knew who walks beside you on this way that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. And I think what the higher thing that is being said there is that like if you knew, meaning if you knew that the spirit, right, whatever you call that Holy Spirit, spirit, if you want to call it God, Jesus, Allah, whatever the thing is, you can interpret that, you know, your own way. I'm not here to dictate what you think and what you believe. But I think the essence of that is saying like if you really knew who walks beside you. And I want to add, 
the personal note, the very human note, right? So that's kind of the divine point of view. And then the very human point of view is, you know, sometimes when we just know that somebody else is there to walk along beside us, maybe somebody who has gone first and um, uh, has, has gathered some tools, has gathered some knowledge, has gathered some things that are going to help us, knowing that they're there alongside us. And that's the reason why I love doing one-to-one work is because so often I have been in groups and I've seen groups that are not well managed. I have seen groups where um, the leader did not have a particular skill set to manage kind of like what was going on emotionally, mentally, spiritually. They had all the strategy, but they didn't have the spiritual component. Um, and I've seen um, where people go into a group thinking that they're going to get the help that they need. And it often comes up short. Now, this isn't to bag on group coaching programs. I've been in some fantastic ones. I've had one myself. Uh, the Nest is like essentially it's a community and it's a membership, but that's a group, right? So they can be very powerful. But there are times in our life when we need to do work and what we really need is a little bit of support, right? Is a little bit of, um, call it hand-holding, but I don't mean it in a creepy codependent way, but just knowing that this person is walking along beside me and that I can reach out to them for help and I can talk about kind of my individual experience, my individual um, situation and circumstances because we all can't be crammed into I'm going to do a whole fucking podcast about this how so many marketers and business people where they try to cram you into their their strategy and their system and their formula and I almost never fit in that box I'm just like yeah I'm not saying their things can't be helpful but a lot of times they're not a good fit for me and I always end up feeling like hey I need some one-to-one -one support like I need somebody who can hear uh, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, where I think I have blind spots, and maybe you can tell me where I have them too. So that that depth, that depth of connection, that intimacy of one-to-one -one work can be life-changing. I just, thank you, Elvis has come back into the building. Amen, hallelujah. What I was going to say is that, um, oh, and we're back, thank you. What I was trying to say is that they try to get you to place value, right? To price a thing or whatever. And I always say, how do I place value on spiritual mentoring with a number, like with a money exchange? With like, It's really hard to do because I believe, and this is what I was trying to say, I believe that this work is priceless. I believe that this work, work is life-changing. I know because I, I've done it myself and I've just seen it. I've seen it in my clients. I've seen it in the way that their lives have changed, the way that they think about themselves, the way that they think in general. Their perception shifts. Fear to love. They have a more, you know, a, a closer and deeper and more intimate relationship with themselves, with the divine. I always say deepen the connect connection to self, source, and spirit. I don't know. We have to put a price tag on things because we live in this dualistic world that demands that we put labels and prices because that's how the brain needs to navigate. The ego navigates, right? But the spirit man, the spiritual work, this life-changing transformative work where I say we transform your story to your glory, it's priceless. But we do have to say like, okay, here's the exchange, right? But to me, you do the work. This is the thing. This is the powerful thing. And this is why I'm kind of coming back to refine this thing about the men and women in the arena. It's not just the entrepreneurs and the change makers and whatever, because you can be a leader in your own life. You can be a leader in your own personal life. 
It's the energy that I'm talking about, about the men and women in the arena, the ones who don't sit on the sidelines of their life. The ones who look at, right, who are looking at their stuff. They're ready and willing to own both their brilliance and their bullshit. That's what lights me up. That's when I can be helpful. And so the people who are committed to their own healing, to their own transformation, to their own well-being, to shifting their stories, to taking personal responsibility for their happiness and their peace, for showing up as the change agents and the miracle workers and, and, and the people who are just here to spread the good word and spread the love. You know what I'm saying? That's what lights me up. So we can do it in business as entrepreneurs. And I love working with entrepreneurs. I love working with people who lead other people because as I've said before, as my friend Bridget says, when leaders get better, we all win. And I really believe that when you as a human being get better, all the people, all the influences, all the relationship you have, everything from the person you see who checks out your groceries to your children, to your partner if you have one, to the people you work with, to the clients you serve, whatever it is. When we start to take our spiritual growth and personal development seriously and we start to understand the true causal power of that, right? There's the cause and there's the effect. And so often people are not looking at the fact of how powerful and causal spiritual work is. I would say it is the foundation that your whole life personally and professionally is built upon. Who you are, who you are being, how you are showing up, how you are using your voice, your resources, your time, and your energy. Knowing who you are, what matters to you, and what you are here to do. And so if any of this sounds like you, and you're like, hey, Kay, I am hearing you. I am picking up what you're putting down. And I'm sharing this with you because I want you guys who are listening to also ask, myse ask myself, ask yourself, right? Who do I want to be around? Who do I want to be in relationship with personally or professionally? Who do I want to quote unquote work with? It's not about getting clear on this necessarily niching down and getting the specific client avatar that they're this age and this much income and this whatever. Or, you know, when people are trying to dream up like who they want to be in relationship with, they, they create these lists and sometimes it's right down to blonde hair or or brown eyes, or I want this, this build, they're athletic, whatever. And, and I'm just like, okay, it's less about niching down to this. And I think it's more about energetic alignment and um, connection and that genuine kind of authentic, like, the, like, yes, like we understand that this is a good fit. And look, there are, there are going to be times, there are going to be times when, you know, we, how do I, how do I always say this? <laughs> I often talk about people who are trying to find like, uh, um, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever they love to call it on the internet these days, soulmate, twin flame, whatever, whatever the thing is, their, their, their soul match. I don't know. My whole thing is, is are you being the person that you're perfect or ideal or whatever person would want to be with? Are you showing up that way in the world? So that they can recognize you too. So that there is resonance there. And that's why as a spiritual mentor, you better bet your ass that I am on top of my daily spiritual practice. 
that I, my own my own self-knowledge, what I call sometimes looking in the soul mirror and holding up a thing. And as they say in the 12-step programs, having a fearless moral inventory and looking at myself. And there's no way you go and hire a coach if you're not ready to, to also learn perhaps <laughs> some new things about yourself and ways of being and ways of thinking. And I always say, you know, um, it's never about shaming people. It's never about uh, making people feel stupid or bad or blaming. This is all about creating awareness. This is about expanding our consciousness. And to me, there's no greater investment than in self-knowledge. And the people who are lit up by that light me up too. That's just a fact. I get lit up by people who are brave enough to answer the call of their own hearts too. Sometimes we see that in our business life, right? Because not everybody who I talk to on this podcast is an entrepreneur. And like I said, I love working with entrepreneurs, right? They tend to be the kind of people who take risks. I'm not talking like jump out of plane risk, but people who will follow their dream. They, they get an idea, they get a dream, and they're like, I want to do this. I feel like I can be helpful. I want to create this. I feel called to do that. People who tend to take leaps of faith. And that lights me up. But it's also people, I don't get employee nine to five, whatever the thing is, but you want to be a leader in your own life. That energetic, like, mm, that I love. You can see if you're watching this right now, like you see, like how lit up my face gets when I talk about this. The women, the men, the people in the arena. That's what I love. All right, I want to see if the, I just want to check my notes, make sure there's nothing I was leaving out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to say this too. Okay, I want to say this too. Um, one of the other reasons why um, this work lights me up in doing this work with people, because here, here's the thing, right? I'm not a parent. I don't have human kids. But I have seen how joyous and happy that parents get when their children accomplish something, right? When their kids take their first step or say their first word or graduate from kindergarten or, you know, get their college acceptance, like all the milestones that happen, right? I'm, I'm assuming in, in parents' life. Now, I am not calling, I'm not calling my clients my children, but it's just, it's not but. And it's just like how, you know, you, you might have a favorite teacher in school or a baseball coach or a yoga teacher or whatever, somebody in your life who has mentored you or walked along beside you on the way that you have chosen. And they take great joy in your success and your transformation and your results and your happiness, all that stuff. That's how it feels as a mentor too, as a spiritual mentor, is that it gives me great joy to work with people who want to be more spiritually aligned, who want to have more self-knowledge, who want to, right, as that great, that great thing says, they don't want to just bitch about stuff. They want to get better. That's exciting to me. And to help people like that feel more happy and peaceful and grateful, that feels amazing, right? to see that they learn to have better boundaries, that they create more time, right, for their family, that they have deeper relationships with self-source and spirit, that they're more present for their kids, that they show up more present and they put more commitment to the things that light them up, like their creativity, right? The ones who like, when you start to do that work together and they start to take themselves and their work and their business and their calling seriously, they start to understand like, oh, hey, this dream, this idea, this, this book, whatever, whatever the thing that's coming through, this piece of art has come to me. It has been given to me. 
And I want to be brave enough to answer the call of my heart. And watching people create and build businesses and you know, heal things, heal generational trauma in their family. Like the buck stops here. Like watching my clients do that, it's just unbelievable. Watching them make healthier choices, whether that's physically, emotionally, mentally, watching them make more conscious connections, first and foremost to themselves. And sometimes even watching them make more money because they've become more aligned and genuine and generous and they're building relationships. So it's not just about the buck, like money isn't the bottom line, love is. And you start to see how that works in their life. And sometimes it shows up as more money. And definitely it's wicked fun to watch people have more fun, flow and freedom in their life. So look, I think you're getting the point. I think you're getting what I'm trying to talk about. And so I wanted to share this with you guys because when I did, when I did the newsletter, I was kind of coming at it for a, a certain point of view. And one of the things that I always say is um, I reserve the right to change my mind because I might be different 20 minutes from now, never mind 20 days from now or two weeks from now or whatever. So I always reserve the right and permission. I give myself permission to pivot. I reserve the right to yell out plot twist. So from the time that I did the newsletter till now, I, I've expanded a little bit more. I've, I, again, that kaleidoscope, it's like, eh, you know, like when a dog hears a funny sound and they tilt their head. So I just do a little tilt and it's like the things in my head rattle around and I go, oh, there's a more expansive way to look at this. So if any part of this, like I hope it was helpful in some way. If you took the time to listen, first of all, thank you so much for listening to the show. I never take, I never take it for granted that you could be anywhere on the planet right now doing whatever. And some of you are doing things right now. You're out on your walk or you're driving in your car, you're doing some gardening or whatever. You're taking your kids somewhere and maybe you're tuning in and that's beautiful too. Thank you for taking me along for the ride. <laughs> so I'm just, what I'm trying to say is I don't take for granted the time that we spend together. Uh, even if I'm just in your ears and I'm not in your face, like you're not watching or we're not in the same room together. Uh, I really do appreciate the, your support of the show. And if you find that this episode, if you got any sort of help from it or a great takeaway or you found some value in it, as they like to say, um, then there's a good chance that somebody else in your life might too. So if, if you, here's one of the things I want to say. If you're ever listening to my podcast and you're out on a walk or you're out doing something and one of your friends or one of your family members or a colleague or whatever pops into your head, I always say when, when somebody comes into my mind and you can ask my friends, I sometimes will just send out random things saying, hey, you just popped into my head. Because whenever somebody pops into my head, I take it as a sign to reach out and I follow through with it. So if you ever get that nudge, if you ever get that little, little from your spiritual team, right? Trust it. That's your intuition speaking up. And obviously, like be mindful of the relationship. I'm sure there are some situations where, where uh, I don't know, whatever. I'm just saying be, be, be conscious of who you're sending it to or whatever. Um, and um, But if, if it does come up, share it with somebody if you feel called to do that. And if you're feeling called too, I always say, right? I, I do. I run a business, right? I do, I do this podcast because I love it and I love connecting and I love sharing with you guys. And I also have a business, right? So if you're ever listening to this and the time comes when you're like, hey, I've been listening to this. I feel called to reach out about one-to-one -one work. Come find me, right? This is what the quest is all about, working together one-to-one -one in spiritual mentorship. And this is what the nest is all about right? My community and my membership. And in the quest, I work with all kinds of people, people who are entrepreneurs, people who are, um, you know, who aren't, maybe don't own a business, 
but so whether you're leading, you're leading somehow entrepreneurially, right? Or you want to be a leader in your own life and just showing up in your personal life, then, then, you know, I was going to say, give me a call, but it's not that contact me, <laughs> send a DM, send an email, Karen at KarenKenny.com, or just go to my website, hit the contact page and shoot me a note. All right, you guys, I hope this was fun for you as much as it was fun for me. I love talking to you guys. And um, remember, okay, it's not enough to be symptom aware. When you start to aware that something, when you become aware that something is off in your life, right? Don't stop it. Hey, I got a symptom, right? As this thing said. So when you looked up your symptoms, did it say to complain about it incessantly, but never seek treatment? I want to work with the people who are interested in seeking treatment, who are interested in changing, in growing, people who would rather uh, get better than just bitch about it. All right. So you guys have a fantastic rest of your day, your week, your night, your evening, whenever you're listening to this. And as I always say, wherever you go out in the world, wherever you go, may you being there feel like a blessing to others. May your thoughts, your words, your actions, your energy, your presence be a blessing. May you leave yourself and the other people and the animals and the environment be better. May you leave it better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may people and the environment and the animals be happier for you having been there. <laughs> Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Love you guys. Bye. guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the karen kenny show <laughs> i super duper appreciate your time friendship and support and look if something that i shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours i'd love to hear about it so please tag me on facebook or instagram or ig stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. -E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you wanna hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>